The Cardinals have signed a left-handed pitcher. I repeat, the Cardinals have signed a left-handed pitcher. Problem is, you may have never heard of him before today. Uh, the MLB Top 100 Pipeline Prospects list is out, and the Cardinals have the fifth most players on the list in all of baseball. Plus, could the Cardinals be in the market for another catcher? We'll talk about it all today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm J.D. Haffer, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe on the, on the uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube as well. If you haven't joined us on YouTube yet, you should do that because – um, as great as it is that you listen to the podcast over on YouTube, sometimes we have visual things that you might want to be aware of and be able to see, which uh, is actually we're going to use a couple of those today. So might not be a bad idea, even if you're listening to this on just the uh, podcast form uh, to go on over to YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So the St. Louis Cardinals continue to search for pitching in every crevice of the world, and they have signed another one out of Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, your newest St. Louis Cardinal is Andrew Suarez. Who? Well, I don't blame you for asking that question. I'll tell you who. That's why I'm here, to give you the info about all of these random people that the Cardinals may or may not sign. Suarez, 30-year-old, not a big guy, 6 feet, 200-pound left-hander, uh, former second-round pick of the Giants back in 2015 out of the University of Miami, a.k.a. the U. I'm actually... I'm actually very partial to to, to Miami. Uh, my older sister, Laura, went to school there, so I became a fan a long time ago. And then, because my older brother is who he is, he decided, you know what? You go to Miami, I'm going to go to Florida State. So he went there. Now we have this family rivalry where you've got on one side, it's my older sister and me and my nephew who roots for Miami. And then on the other side, uh, my two brothers who root for Florida State. And it used to be a, a whole lot more fun when they were both very, very good at football now. Not quite as entertaining as it used to be. But anyway, Suarez grew up in the Miami area, actually got drafted in the ninth round out of high school, but went to Miami instead and became a second-round pick of the Washington Nationals in 2014. Decided, nope, I'm going back to school. I want to get my degree, and I want to try to improve my draft stock. Uh, I'm assuming he got his degree. I don't know, but he did not improve his draft stock. His stock. In fact, he ended up getting taken like within four picks of where he went in 2014. He goes in the second round again, this time to San Francisco. In the 2015 draft, goes in at uh, number 61. Now, in case you were wondering, because when it comes to drafts, I always like to go back and and check out what the Cardinals did previously. And um, in that particular draft, outfielder Nick Plummer was taken number 23 overall by the Cardinals. Uh, the next pick right after them, the Los Angeles Dodgers and uh, Walker Bueller. Ouch. 
That one stings. Uh, Suarez made his way through the minor league ranks pretty quickly. 2015, he was in a rookie, low A and high A levels, and he had a 2-0 record with a 1.60 ERA. Did that in 11 games. Good stuff. Uh, 2016 at high A and double A goes 9-8, and but uh, ERA 3.63. 2017, double A and triple A goes 10-10, and 3.30 ERA. So nothing special, but like he's not getting rocked or anything like that. He's not doing too bad in the minors. 2018, he spends most of the year actually up on the big league roster with the Giants, but he goes 7-13 and 13 with an ERA of 4.49, that in 29 starts. Then in 2019, he starts to regress even worse. In AAA, he goes 7-6, and six, ERA close to 6. He's got a 5.73 ERA and 18 appearances. 15 of those were starts. And then on the Giants, he makes uh, 21 appearances, only two starts, goes 0-2, ERA 5.79. 2020 COVID season, he makes six appearances, all in relief, no decisions, ERA 3.72. And then in 2021, the Giants decide, you know what? We're going to sell you. We're going to sell you. Uh, they sell his rights to a team in the Korean Baseball League. He makes 22 starts and goes 10-2 and two with a 2.18 ERA and is an all-star in the Korean League. Uh, that, that's good, I guess. I, I, I don't know how good the level of baseball is in Korea. You know, I'm sure there's a few, uh, you know, good players over there, but uh, has an all-star season in 2021. Last year, he signs with a team in the Japanese league this time around. He goes 3-3, three and three, ERA 4.09. So it's not like he was lighting it up over there last year. Like, mm, all right, I guess. Uh, just that 2021 season stands out in the Korean league. Uh, I would assume his preference is to start now that he's back in the States, but at age 30, um, probably willing to play whatever role the team wants him to so he can be on a major league roster. That would make sense. But um, I don't know. It seems like his preference is probably to start. That's what he's been doing. So what is the point of this signing for the Cardinals? Depth, I guess. Uh, maybe they saw something in him while scouting overseas that they think will be of use to the organization. But this in no way, shape, or form should replace their motivation to go out and find some other guys for the 2023 team. I mean, this this can't be it, right? Like, this isn't somebody who's supposed to make an impact on the 2023 roster, is it? I hope not. Uh, I'm still a bit shocked they haven't done something as far as additions to the bullpen thus far. Uh, if you're comfortable with your offense, you seem to be uh, good to go with what you have in the rotation. I can understand that stuff, but why not improve the bullpen? Now that you, uh, you know, you're not going to go out and spend crazy money on any sort of infielder, like any of those shortstops or outfielders or any other starting pitching. Like you don't, you can, you don't have to do that now. So let's work on this bullpen. At least that's what I think they should be doing. Why are they sitting on their hands when it comes to finding legit pieces to make this bullpen better? And I've said this before, you know, if you're going to try to make part of this team a lot better, why not do it in the bullpen now? You know, how important is a bullpen these days? Huge. I mean, is there any interest in uh, Andrew Chafin? Will Smith, Matt Moore, we've discussed these guys in previous episodes, and I think all three of them would be outstanding fits on this team. As far as lefties go uh, on the roster right now, you've got Montgomery and Matts who are in the rotation. Uh, bullpen options, you've got Zach Thompson, Hennessy Cabrera, Packy Naughton, JoJo Romero, and then Connor Thomas, Matthew Libertor, who I, I think they want to keep his starters, not saying that they wouldn't bring up Connor Thomas and try him in a relief role if he needed to do that. But uh, I think Libertor, you, you want him to be a starter, right? Um, but they're also available from the left side. 
But the question marks about some of these guys are, are pretty big. I mean, as much as I want to see a bounce back year from Genesis Cabrera, there's no guarantee he's going to be back to what he was before he got sent down. And is he even going to be what we thought he was going to be? Like, is he going to end up being that elite guy? You know, he's throwing upper 90s, but can he throw strikes consistently? Uh, the mental side of it, remember when he, like, spiked the baseball when they came out to to get him when they were going to yank it like you can't have that stuff so i don't even know if Henesis cabrera ever comes back i don't know i mean you hope he does because he's got you know legit stuff in his arsenal but i don't know i don't know if he's gonna make it back or not uh packy and jojo sounds like a great name for a pop duo but are we sold that they're anything better than just average guys i'm not uh, Zach Thompson was fantastic. He's uh, another one of those swing guys that we talk about on this team that can do, you know, be a relief pitcher. But also, if you want him to be a starter, he can do he can do that as well. He he was very good last year. But wouldn't it be nice to have a guy like Will Smith just out there in the bullpen? He's got closing experience. Won the series with the Braves in 2021. Got traded last year from the Braves to the Astros. Wins a World Series with the Astros last year. He's got swing and miss stuff. Averages over 10 strikeouts per nine. I mean, he just got done with a three-year, $40 million deal, so not sure what his asking price or market price is, but I'm guessing it's going to be less than what it was before. He's 33 now. Um, he wasn't even a closer last year. I think he had like five saves total last year, so that's not even his role, and we know that if you are a closer, your price goes up. But in 2021, he had 37 saves. You know, he's been very, very good. And I've seen a, a lot of you guys in the comment section, you know, saying Will Smith would be pretty good, right? I agree. <laughs> I agree. It'd be nice to have him to go along with Gallegos and Helsley out in your bullpen, kind of that uh, three-headed monster that you thought you were getting with Hennessy Cabrera, but he imploded. Um, if Smith becomes too expensive, which I think is still silly to say because the Cardinals have money, they're just choosing not to spend it. Uh, I mean, he'd be making less than probably Paul DeYoung this year. Like, you're probably not going to have to pay him $9 million, I wouldn't think. Um, but if if that's too much, or maybe he doesn't want to go here, he wants to be somewhere else, uh, I continue to beat the drum for guys like Andrew Chafin and Matt Moore, who were sitting out there available. Now they don't have the closer experience, but so what? You don't need them to be a closer. You just need them to get outs. Had great years last year. Chafin, two and three, ERA 2.83 for Detroit. Has had an ERA under two in 2021 with the Cubs and the A's at 1.83. Career strikeouts per nine at nine and five. Uh, check out the uh, stats here on the YouTube. Look at there. Look at his analytics. Look how much red is up there, man. That's huge. He's very, very good. <laughs> like... I would like him on this team. What about Matt Moore? Five and two. ERA 1.95 last year. Strikeouts per nine, 10.1. Let's look at his analytics. Look at all that. It's even better than Chafin's. All that red right there, man. That's what you want. That's what you want. And, uh, you know, Helsley, is he going to be as good as he was last year? I don't know. It could have been a one-year thing. Maybe he struggles a little more this year. But wouldn't it be nice to have some of these other guys that you trust to, to get outs at the end of the game? 
They'd help solidify the bullpen. They could ease the burden on trying to stretch your starters to seven innings each night. Now, in a perfect world, obviously, that's what you want to get. You know, you would love to see your starter go seven, throw in a couple of relievers, call it a day. But that's not normally what happens. Uh, these pitchers these days are more five, maybe six innings. So you need your bullpen more. So it just makes a lot of sense to me to sign somebody who has been very good in the major leagues over the last couple of years instead of Andrew Suarez, who got signed today. I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Uh, the Cardinals farm system got some recognition with the new MLB pipeline top 100 list coming out. And the organization was well represented, sporting the fifth most prospects on the list. I'll tell you who made it and where they landed next on Locked on Cardinals. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in all of America. That's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. For you new customers, you can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Sign up, FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's where you go to get the uh, the special there. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Make more money if you want to. Uh, AFC and NFC Championship games. This Sunday, game one, you've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. FanDuel has the Eagles favored by two and a half, and that line has been the same all week. Hasn't moved. But then the AFC Championship has got the Bengals at the Chiefs, and this line has been bouncing back and forth all week. First, you had the Chiefs favored. Then it was a pick em. Then it was the Bengals were favored. Now we're back here on this Friday. The Chiefs are favored again by one and a half. Is Mahomes healthy? That's that's what the big concern is, and that's why this line has been moving around like this. So uh, Vegas clearly thinks he's healthy enough to make Kansas City the favorites once again. So get your bets in before it moves again. And did you know that you can actually do all of your betting on the FanDuel app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use? Download it. Check it out for yourself. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked on MLB Prospects as well. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And speaking of prospects in the MLB Pipeline Top 100, uh, that got released today, and uh, or I shouldn't say today, but he just got released. And uh, I wouldn't say it's a surprise that the Cardinals had as many guys on the list, but it is something to be proud of. You should be. The Cardinals have five players who landed in the top 100, which is the fifth most in the entire league. Number one, you've got the Baltimore Orioles, who I've warned you about. They've got a lot of talent coming up through that system. Uh, they had eight guys in the top 100, including the number one overall prospect, which is shortstop Gunnar Henderson. At number seven, they've got pitcher Grayson Rodriguez. Number 12 is Jackson Holiday, which is Matt's son, who was taken with the first pick in the draft this year. The Guardians came in in second place. They've got seven on the list. Their highest rated is at number 16, right-handed pitcher Daniel Espino. And then that drops to number 42 for their next prospect. Uh, they're actually tied uh, with Cleveland. It's uh, the, the Cleveland and the Dodgers. Both have seven on the list. Uh, their highest guy is number 14, their catcher Diego Cartea. And number 24, pitcher Bobby Miller, who I, I've learned a lot about. That dude, pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know much about uh, Cartea, the catcher. I'm not, I'm not as familiar with him. But uh, Bobby Miller, 
Yeah, dude, that guy's legit. Uh, next up for the list is the Texas Rangers. They've got six in the top 100, led by third baseman Josh Young at uh, number 34. Then it goes to outfielder Evan Carter at number 41. And then you've got the Cardinals with five on the list, led by outfielder Jordan Walker, who comes in at number four. Uh, Gunnar Henderson was number one. D-backs outfielder Corbin Carroll in at number two. Mets catcher Francisco Alvarez at number three. And then you got Walker there at number four. And what stands out about um, those top four, at least the thing that I was just like, wait a second, is that Henderson was up on the big club last year for the Orioles at the end of the year. Played like 30-something games. Same thing for Carroll with Arizona. Was in like 30 games last year. Alvarez got called up for the last week with the Mets, so he only played in like five, maybe six. Um, but Walker hasn't even made the AAA yet. So you can say that – you know, Walker is actually the top prospect in baseball to have not played in the major leagues yet. And many think he could make this team right out of spring training. We've talked about that before. We'll have to wait and see uh, what happens with them. You know, with the, all these guys going to the World Baseball Classic, it's going to give him a lot more opportunities to impress the coaching staff. You know, they, he's going to get a lot of at-bats in spring training. A lot of these young guys are because the Cardinals have so many people going to the World Baseball Classic. Uh, would it shock me if uh, Walker makes it out of spring training? Absolutely not. And with the club's lack of signing additional bench bats, it seems like they're kind of banking on that. They're kind of hoping that Walker makes this team. It also means that they think they're okay on the bench with uh, Yepes, Gorman, Burleson, um, Moises Gomez. We don't know where he falls yet, where he's going to be a guy off the bench, or he might be AAA again. Uh, you're going to have Paul DeYoung, it seems like. Andrew Kisner's coming off the bench as well. So that's kind of what it's looking like. And then you add Walker to that mix. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what they're thinking is going to happen. Uh, the other Cardinals prospects to make the list are shortstop Mason Wynn at number 50, pitcher Tim Kentz at number 77, pitcher Gordon Graceffo, and fan of the podcast at number 79, and outfielder Alec Burleson in at number 91. And other than Graceffo, another thing that stands out here, all of these guys came from the 2020 draft, other than Graceffo, which is pretty crazy that all of them landed inside the top 100. That That's getting the job done. Uh, Walker and Burleson could both be on the big club to uh, start the year. Uh, winning Graceffo, probably targeted for AAA Memphis, hence Probably going to be in double-A Springfield to start the year, but obviously those things can fluctuate. Walker, though, your crown jewel of what you got going on in the minors. And former Mets GM Steve Phillips even predicted on MLB Network that Walker will not only make this team out of spring training, but he will be the National League Rookie of the Year. He called it in their little special they did about this. They're like, he's going to be the NL Rookie of the Year, I'm telling you. That's good. <laughs> it sounds good to me. And I've heard a lot of this chatter this offseason. And like I said earlier, it's it's likely a reason why you haven't seen the team go get another veteran bat for the bench. Like we've brought up other names before that guys that could fit on this team, more specifically left-handed bats. But if Walker's on it and you like what you've got from the left side with Gorman and Burleson, you don't need one. You're going to let the young guys do their thing. Uh, another position that we think is solidified is the catching position. And after signing the uh, Wilson Contreras and then the return of Andrew Kisner, you think everything is honky-dory at that spot, right? But another name has been brought up with the Cardinals name attached to him, and he's a catcher. Find out who he is next on Locked on Cardinals. Last year, the catching position for the Cardinals was awful. 
dreadful. Ranked 28th in the league in OPS, ahead of only the Guardians and the Pirates, had a minus 0.2 offensive war, total war 0.4. That's awful. That is fugly. Gross. What other way you can describe something that is nasty? That's what you describe how the catching situation was last year. So the Cardinals go out, get Contreras, who is going to help with this big time. But are we sure that Andrew Kisner is still the answer as the backup? Does he have to be on this team next year? He is set to make $1.1 million this year. He's going to be 28 next month. Some argue he just needs more playing time. But Contreras is going to get the bulk of the playing time. So... Is it worth having Andrew Kisner on there? Or should the Cardinals entertain the idea of looking at another free agent catcher? And the name that was brought up on MLB.com was two-time gold glove catcher Roberto Perez. The, the write-up on him says this. Perez has missed considerable time due to injuries in each of the past two years. The 34-year-old played just 21 games with the Pirates in 2022 before undergoing season-ending left hamstring surgery. But he managed to make an impact behind the plate nonetheless, recording three defensive runs saved and 3.2 defensive war per fan graphs. Still an excellent pitch framer, Perez recorded a 49.4% strike rate on borderline pitches in 2022, which would have ranked 11th highest in MLB if he had had enough opportunities to qualify. He doesn't provide much in the way of offense, but his glove work and veteran savvy give him value in a backup role, each either as a tutor for a young catcher or as a complement to a bat first starter. Hmm. Now, doesn't that sound like someone that would fit the bill for the Cardinals, somebody they could use? He did make $5 million last year, so not sure what the market would be for him now after he's been injured the last couple of seasons, but he's 34. He would just be a backup, but is it something that the Cardinals might think about? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. They seem pretty happy to settle with uh, the way things are right now. Uh, looks like they're going to give Kisner an opportunity, but Personally, I wouldn't hate it if they wanted to see what Perez had left in the tank. If he's healthy, um, could do some good for this ball club. Other fits listed for Perez besides the Cardinals, Giants, Rockies, Nationals, Royals, White Sox. Just thought it was uh, something we should bring up, something to think about. All right, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 